The Tumbling Saber podcast is powered by our powerful friends. Become a powerful friend for just a couple dollars per month and get exclusive podcasts, early access podcasts, random prize draws, contests, newsletters, and more. Visit patreon.com slash tumblingsaber and become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Welcome back. It's time for Journals of the Willing for the month of August? July. Yeah, August. We are into August now, Michelle. We are into August now. Man, oh man. I, I can't remember. Did we, was last month during June, July? Oh my god, I'm so like behind. Yeah, it was, for sure. We okay. did, yeah. Early. It's usually the first, first Patreon week. show of the month. And in, in that right. first week of the month. But it feels like it's been so long. It does. It, has, it feels so long. I don't know if it's just because... In between our episodes, we had all of that great publishing news. Oof. So it just feels like, you know, we waited so long to talk about it. <laughs> but I think that's why it feels long, maybe. Yeah, well, July 5th. I'm just, I'm just looking now. July yeah. 5th is so when we, we were published. About, we were talking about, oh, well, it's July 4th. Like, how are our plans for that week? I remember us talking about that. That's like yes, when we were schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, obviously elaine like, is not with us this week she she's really sick so sick like wow. i had that i had the same like a probably something similar earlier i think a few days earlier than her so i'm finally like coming off of my cold now that i've had for the last couple episodes of the regular show yeah she's she's been boy elaine just sounds i mean we haven't we haven't spoken but we have communicated oh, and boy oh boy she is not uh She's not happy with this cold. <laughs> no. And it must suck, especially when you have kids, too, because then everyone in the house gets it. And then you, I'm sure because you've told me when you when your kids were sick and then you got sick and it's just like this circle of, of sickness. Yeah. Well, my son has a cold now. I, oh, I was off on Monday of this okay. week because, uh, yeah, he's he's got himself in a good old summer cold, which seemed to be so much more stubborn than than any other yeah. cold. They just summer linger for weeks. So worst it's so hard it's just like really tough especially when you get like a fever like I don't usually get fevers when I'm sick but this this past cold I had a fever and just having a fever when it's a heat wave outside is just like the worst oh yeah yeah he had, he had a pretty he was burning up for a couple days but anyway yeah. he's he's on the mend and I hope Elaine is on the mend and we'll, we'll catch up with Elaine and with with Elaine next month but for now, let's let's dive in. We've been dying to talk about some of this publishing news coming out of San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. And, and was, we've, we've had enough time to look at all the stuff, and there's so much coming. We are absolutely yeah. spoiled. Uh, so obviously, we're not going to hit all of it today, but we'll, let's just pick a few things that interest us and uh, kick that around for a few minutes. So what, what I think, what's caught your eye? I think that you and I would both which very much talk about this, um, the uh, Tom Engelberger the mighty Chewbacca in the Forest of Fear with uh, <laughs> Chewie and K2 is literally my dream team. Like, I, how can you make Chewie better um, at K2? Because that would be freaking awesome. So this looks really, really cute. Um, it's by Tom Engelberger, who did the Origami Yoda series, which is also super cool and cute. 
Um, and it's probably like, I think this book is fairly a little younger. Like I'm assuming it's like middle grade, but it looks really cool. And, um, and it's got a really cat. Like, it's got K2SO, Chewy, yeah. a loth cat riding Chewy. Oh, and, so cute. And a, a woman here who I do not recognize. Yeah. Which I'm really excited about because I feel like that's really cool, especially because she looks like um she's a woman of color and i like that i just think it's really cool to make a diverse um to have like someone in there and i think that's cute but the that looks so cool it looks really interesting and fun and um i think that would be a really interesting kind of play off of each other like i couldn't i wouldn't it's like the pairing that I didn't know I wanted or needed. Like well, yeah, it's, K2 it, and It's going to be so funny because Chewie's going to be, be so getting fed up with K2SO's dry sense of humor. and Yeah, and his sarcasm. and <laughs> He's probably going to get hungry looking at the Lothcat. And who knows oh how this God, yeah. how this, this uh, other human character is going to interact. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it, this is the kind of book that I would buy and read to my kids for sure. Oh, yeah, totally. And you, and yeah, you, you can is... do whatever you want with it. Like whatever the story is. I mean, no one's gonna going into this saying it's hard canon, but everything counts, or so they told us. So it does. hey, why not? And I feel like it's it's really cool because I think a lot of people after seeing Solo were talking about like, oh, before all of the holding of the the standalones happened, like people are talking about, oh, well, how like according to the timeline, like young Han and Chewie may possibly have crossed paths with someone in the Rogue One universe in terms of like either Jin or someone else. And I, I like that that's kind of what we're getting here, but also not in the sense of it's Chewie and K2 and in the yeah, timeline. I that's think there's kind of interesting. Post, yeah, I, I think the idea is they fit into the timeline. Yeah. If you want to apply these to canon, go right ahead. But exactly. like nobody, I don't think anybody's going to hold the events of these books up to too much scrutiny. That's, that's, not, that's not the point of them. Yeah, especially like the kids ones. It's kind of like the um, the Vader and the the kid, like the kid Anakin and not Anakin. No, the kid Luke and Leia with Vader, which like the good night, good night oh, Vader, yeah, yeah, Vader yeah. series, like yes. the, the children's books. Like it's like that. We have both like, of They're those. really cute and they're fun. But they're not necessarily like hard canon. No, they they don't they cute. don't line up at all. Yeah, they don't. But it's really fun. I like the kind of I oh, like the they're, fun. They're, universe they're so cute. Stuff. They're so so cute. They're so cute. Yeah, I've sent like those. I've always those those books are one of my favorite like gifts for friends who have kids or um, for I got them for my cousins so they can learn my second cousins so they can learn English but like in a fun way because they love Star Wars. Um, Smart so kids. yeah, I thought that was really cool because, um, you know, it's fun. Like yeah. anytime you learn something, especially if you're learning a language or you want to, you know, pick up reading a little bit more um, for kids, like if they want to start reading early, it's always good to have something interesting to read because I feel like when you're younger, especially in school, like you get pushed all of this literature that I think sometimes it's not really the appropriate time, like in a person for a person to read, like, yeah, I, don't know. I, I think in the end, it's, it's got to be fun, right? Like you want, yeah. you got to make the kid want to do it. If they feel like exactly. they're being forced to read something dry and just scripted yeah, and, and that... like, they have to do this because, well, kids have been doing this for 45 years. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No. It's just, there are some books, I mean, they're iconic and I understand you have to study literature and things like that, but like, 
it's hard. It, it discourage. I feel like sometimes like it discourages kids from reading for pleasure, like outside of your studies. Absolutely. Um, and in, being able to kind of read these fun pleasure reads is important. And I think it's it helps you kind of understand other characters. And there's always really great lessons in the Star Wars story, I think. So um, I think the lessons are really great. And so it's but it's not like hitting you over the head with like don't steal or like you know share <laughs> or things but they're actually like teaching you those those lessons but not in a way where it's like super obvious like they're trying to shove it down your throat so yeah. I think it's cool for kids to have these books and like Absolutely. a lot of adults read them too because I think like uh, one of the statistics is like young adult books are one of the biggest it's one of the only um, categories of reading that are actually that's actually rising in readership right now and a lot of adults read it too so well, I think middle yeah, grade is really great one, like two, of all the Star Wars new canon the young adult stuff has been some of the best in so my opinion strong. and it's just like, it's just so easily digestible right yeah like that's, it's that's really the thing. great and I think it, it it appeals to older people older audiences as well because of the nostalgia factor because everyone likes the idea of you know, having this great purpose and kind of like going through your growing pains of, you know, becoming an adult and learning lessons that are hard, but you can still have this hope, hopefulness towards the future, like this ideal of what you want to achieve. Um, and one of those are one of the cool things about like kids too. And also you don't have to write like a really long backstory because usually like the characters are a little younger and Mm-hmm. We haven't gone through it, so <laughs> there's just not much really to say. To write. Yeah, well, that that's was one what, of the that's what was great about. about the Leia book is that she was <gasps> 16 years oh, old, yeah. and there's not much to say between zero and 16 with Leia. She was kept exactly. at, largely in the dark. So, uh, yeah. yeah, and it's it, I think there's a for older readers to say, oh, I have to read this young adult book. Ugh, like, what's up with that? But they're not. It's not written kitty. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's not. But anyway, like let's... some of it's a little angsty, but you know. But I it's, mean, yeah, it's you're not spoken down to. Like adults can totally read exactly. this and not feel like they're they're being babied. But let's oh, yeah, let's totally. let's plow ahead here. Um, I know this is one you're going to be interested in. It's Queen's Shadow from E.K. Johnston, who wrote the Ahsoka novel. But we, so we've got to wait all the way until March of 2019 for this one. But uh, this, this is set it's... between the Phantom Menace and Attack of, Attack of the Clones, which I think will be fascinating to learn about, like Naboo post episode yeah. one how does it recover oh, from never. from the whole trade federation thing but it's i think like from my perspective one of the things i've always been interested in is palpatine's machinations and yes how did he get count dooku on board and how did he play into the whole the whole war and i think that novel as sort of a b plot will be palpatine and, and dooku and the, the politics of it all behind padme's oh, yeah. back I can't wait. I to totally see that. agree. That will be super exciting, and I love the idea of being able to see Padme like as she's tr- like before we meet her with like this. When we meet her, she's already been a queen, and she's been going through this politics stuff, and being able to see her as she started when she was first elected, and how like her views have been shaped according to the events that will happen in this book oh, um, will be really interesting. Do you think and we'll, I'm super excited. Do you think we'll see her? Uh, who's that? What's the name of that guy? She She's totally 
taken and smitten with in, in Attack of the Clones, oh, uh, Paulo. Right, Paulo, yeah. In, in the Legislative Youth Program. Do you think we'll see him? Oh my him? God, I think we will. <laughs> I think I we will too. I have a feeling we'll meet him. Yeah. yeah. There's, there has to be. That will be really cool because usually, because I'm pretty sure Queen's Shadow is like young adult, right? I think. E.K. Johnston, she writes young adult. I, it's probably like... Well, yeah, considering Padme, her age when she became queen, she's probably yeah, she pretty was young. 14, I think. In, 14, in right? Menace. So, that, so, yeah, this will put her. Well. This will be young adult. Um, yeah, she'll be 16, be really 17, 18 or so. In yeah, I, and I loved, I love E.K. Johnson. I think she's she's got a really interesting voice. So I'm excited. I think this will be a really cool, like, time to read about oh yeah um, there's there's so should... much going on here that it's, it's yeah. a 10-year gap that we largely have not really i mean we've exactly no, we've, we've really there really isn't really much it. there really isn't much in this time period so it'll be really cool to read i'm really excited this is the queen shadow is oh and that cover i mean come on it's beautiful like the art is just amazing i'm obsessed and i've been talking about padme like wanting to see more padme and like I yes. just need that. I need that. I need the high fashion aspect of it. I miss that. <laughs> I don't know why. I just miss, I don't know, seeing it. It's just so like. I was going to say, I was going to say, well, geez, get into that throne book. You'll get your fix of Padme. But then you said high fashion. I said, well, then. Like all the crazy makeup and like the outfits. Like I was obsessed when I was young. Like I just, I don't know why. It's so visually like. It's a, it's arresting. crazy. It's, it's, yeah, I was going to say arresting as well. It's it's I just yeah, so it's intricate. Beautiful. It's so intricate and I kind of miss that detail. Like we don't see that at all anymore and that's because of the time and the rebellion and they don't have like that kind of stuff anymore, but I just kind of love that aspect of it. Like it's not so much like district 1 like capital kind of hunger game situation but also kind of like that in a way <laughs> like i don't know well, I, have, I just think i it's have really the cool. um the padme they're like coll- collectors editions 12 inch dolls and i have <gasps> like the classic padme amidala red gown from the phantom menace yeah. and yes. i showed it to my daughter not long ago and her eyes just exploded Lit out up. of her head she's like i can we open that i was like <laughs> no this is you're like oh, not sorry, a chance. No. <laughs> and I, I have a but second one really <laughs> she's like can i open that one and i'm like uh no no <laughs> but here, here's something else from this book like i i think we ought to see how the people of naboo try to have the, the constitution amended so that padme could stay on as queen right and that yeah. obviously that fell apart that didn't work out but i wonder if if that didn't work out because palpatine covertly shot that down Ooh, yeah so that he he could pull her into yeah. the senate get her closer to anakin eventually and have all that like i wonder if that was really Ooh. all part of the plan oh my god yeah now i want to know if that's what it was that's cool i kind of like that idea of just like palpatine just undermining her all yeah. the time Ooh, and her yeah. hat, seeing padme's handmaidens i think that mm. they'll be all over padme's this book. Handmaidens. Oh, they'll, yeah. they'll be all over this book we've got a a good taste of of Duja, the handmaiden in Thrawn, although we didn't technically meet her. Mm-hmm. You, you, Padme and Anakin talk all about her. So, I, boy, I, might, I wonder if she'll be in this book. But I, I, think... I, I mean, they talk about like with the help of her devoted pa- handmaidens, Padme must figure out how to navigate the treacherous waters of politics. So, yeah, I have a feeling that we will see handmaidens. Yeah, oh, plural. Yeah. 
plural. But yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, but I think by and large, the book will probably be like just like the title implies. It's going to be about Padme stepping out from being queen and stepping into you know, growing into a young woman and just yeah. shaking that that uh, queen title and into the slimy world of politics. Like what happens to a genuinely good person? Do they become disillusioned with with all these really nasty players? I mean, I guess in the prequels she was good all the way through, but mm-hmm. it'll, but it'll be, it'll be we cool can to see, her see- change how she started out and if she had lost some of that initial kind of idealism of what she thinks she could accomplish and what she wants to accomplish versus what she is able to do. So that would be really cool to see. Like, I just, I love Padme's story. I think she's such an interesting character. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm glad that we're getting her story really brought out into the light for us because she was, she was largely she was definitely pushed to the background. As, I know, totally agree. As, as definitely as we got into Revenge of the Sith, and she was literally pregnant and just kind of yeah. I just doing I kind of hate that. Like I, it's just like this thing where yeah, it just I felt like I missed her in the, in Revenge of the Sith. Like I did. Like I love I I actually that Revenge of the Sith is one of I think maybe my favorite out of the original first three movies. I mean the the prequels um just because i just really love that whole idea of it um and i loved a lot of like the kind of it's like supposed to be the peak of before you figure out like how you figure out anakin becoming darth vader and how that actually happens that there's stuff i wish was a little different but i really missed the one thing about that movie that i missed was just the presence of padme like i know we didn't really get to see her that much and i get like she's pregnant or whatever but i don't know i just missed it yeah, I mean, the movie was two hours and 20 minutes as it is, but it felt like that movie yeah. could have easily been three hours. Oh, yeah, so, easily. Uh, tangentially related to that, just based on timeline, is Master and Apprentice. Ugh, I can't Ooh. wait for this book. This is the book I wanted, like, especially, and and Claudia Gray, like, can Kill we me even? now. She's one of my favorite writers, like, period. I love her, and I'm just... There's, I think there was actually like um, there was a really great uh, tweet from from E.K. Johnson, and sh- it was a picture of someone that's of someone had taken of the panel, and they had zoomed in on her face when they announced Claudia Gray's book, and E.K. Johnson's face is like her her <laughs> her jaw is dropped, she's screaming, she's the only one standing up clapping. It's so funny. That is. But funny. I was just like that. That's how I feel. Like the other star Wars authors are excited about this book. Like their, their, their jaws are dropping. So, you know, this book is going to be amazing. Well, like I, she, she can do no wrong. Like she, she can do no wrong. at one point I was just like, let Claudia Gray just do all the star Wars books because I know, right? she's, she's the <laughs> author of two of my, th- two of the three top new canon books for me, like oh, yeah. bloodline the, uh, and lost Leia stars mm-hmm. done. Like so good. Just amazing. Like, and just the fact that it's Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi on a dangerous mission for the Jedi written by Claudia Gray. Like, can you... Amazing. Can you not give me a better book? Like, it's like you answered my prayers. I mean, seriously. It's, well, yeah, it's, I can't wait for that book. Another relationship we've been dying to know more about. And I, similar to Queen's okay. Shadow, I, I expect Dooku to factor into this. And, I, and I'm really excited because this book is coming out... I mean, obviously, we're waiting a while. It's coming out February 26th, but it's it the 
the release time between this book and Queen's Shadow is so short. I think it's like a couple couple weeks. Yeah, so, what's up with that? Like, yeah, it, I don't know what's up with that. I don't know if this is actually... I think they'll actually release it on these days. I don't see them doing anything like pushing it. If anything, they might push up one of the days. I, think. I hope so. I, I, I would um, like... Because I'm, I'm desperate to read both of these books. But, oh, yeah, me Like, too. just packing them together like that just makes it so challenging. Yeah, I think it's just because um, it's the timeline, probably, of, like, they probably got the uh, the announcements came, but they probably were writing around the same time, which is usually why they release – that's usually how the release days happen. But I'm surprised that they're doing them so close together because they're both repped by the same publishing house, and, yeah, it just doesn't seem – well, one is I think Queen's right. Shadow is is Disney Lucasfilm Press and Master and oh, Apprentice is Delray. And Del I yeah. I don't know how different publishers get different books or if I, I don't know how it all isn't under one roof, but Yeah, the yeah, Disney the Lucas like the Star Wars stuff is like kind of complicated because it's just also yeah, it's it's complicated. I don't even know either. Because I, I do know I have contacts at both Disney and Delray. Um but yeah, well, yeah, that's your homework kind of, for next month. Figure out how. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably ask them. I should be like, hey, I don't know if you can tell me this, but can I ask you a question about it? Um, yeah, because I, I remember I, we do need to talk to Delray anyway. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, I think and so, it should be interesting. Again, like going back to Dooku, like I think we're going to get between these two books that we just talked about two sides of Dooku I think on the in the Queen's Shadow yeah. we might see him working in the political background and I think in this book we'll see him on the force side of things and how yeah. he how he influenced Qui-Gon to be a bit of a renegade and I think that is going to be just so fascinating this book is going to be amazing I can't it's oh, I'm so excited I wonder if we ba- if we go back far enough will this will we get Obi-Wan and Satine story Oh, that would be so amazing. I would be so excited for that. And I mean, not, even, is... not even just as I, even just referring to it would be enough for me. I don't yeah. necessarily need to see it or read about it. It's like right. but if they but refer like a to reference. It, yeah. I wonder if, if Qui-Gon encouraged that or if, if he would have frowned on that. I, I'm very curious to see what his yeah. position would have been on that. Yeah, that would be interesting. I would be interested to see that too. I, I'm just really, I really hope they will. That I feel like timeline-wise, that would make sense because this is before Phantom Menace anyway. So, yeah, I feel like that. Is, I, I'm really excited to see the two kind of um, how different the the portrayal of Dooku's influence will be in each book. Um, seeing as that it's like handled by two different writers, but it's like around the same time period. And like, from what I understand, like clearly um, both authors didn't know that the other was going to be, was handling oh, that's true, the eh? book, right? Because like from what that photo that I was talking about, like E.K. Johnson was like super excited and really surprised that this was uh, Claudia Gray's next book in the stories universe because they're not really allowed they're not even allowed to talk to other writers who are writers in that who are writing other star wars books until it's announced so now that it's announced like they could probably talk about it but i don't know i mean if their publishing dates if their publishing dates are in 
early February and March. Like they'll definitely, they probably already have written a first draft. Oh, I, I would point. think so. Yeah. And so the people who it would, do it know about be, it, it's the story, the story group, right? Like they're the ones with this, with yeah. the hand on the wheel trying to keep yeah. both of their stories so, sort of on the same yeah, track. Exactly. So whether or not like they know a little bit about what the other person is writing would have to come from the Star Wars people. Um, from which I, I talked to, I actually study, I took a workshop with, uh, Cecil Castellucci who wrote, um, Princess Leia moving target. And when she talked about her experience with star Wars and how like the processes with them, when you're writing a book, um, is like, they tell you, they don't really tell you like things, but like they'll, you'll be like, Oh, can I write about this? And they'll be like, yes or no. So it's like, it seems to be kind of like a, like they get these parameters, but they also get a lot of leeway. Um, But it's like, they tell them yes or no, if they can write about something. And it's not, it doesn't, it didn't sound as involved in the sense of like, they're like, oh, this is what you need to talk about in this book. Like, it's not. I guess they want the writers to have the space to write and be creative and do what they want to do. But at the same time, it's like, well, no, we're, we've got a timeline to keep in order here. So if you have questions, ask us. And when you turn in your first draft, there's going to be a lot of red. They'll be like, this is not like, this needs to be amended in this situation. Like they won't, they won't rewrite it, but they'll give you advice, but without kind of pushing into like specifics in that way. So I'm interested to see how much those stories will kind of be connected or not connected. Because, I mean, they they definitely have probably in terms of timeline. If that's if those are the dates, early 2019, they definitely have at least a first draft in, if not like their first edits back by this point. I so, would think so. Yeah, like that's just the timeline in publishing. It, it takes so, a while. It takes yeah, a while to if write they if they hadn't written their first drafts their publishing dates would be in the fall in like mid summer or late fall of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause those are the timelines for my friends who recently sold something who is just, it which is just a pitch is usually it was all fall. So if it was going to be early, it would, they'd be at least first draft in. So I'm interested to see that, how, how they'll kind of play. I think it'll be really good though. I trust I Claudia. So. Gray oh, with my yeah, life, she, so. She's got carte blanche I mean, with me. Oh yeah. I'm just like, I know she's going to hand a really great story in and we're going to love it. So I'm just really excited to see what she does with it. All right. So moving into comics, um, Star Wars Tales from Vader's Castle. This is sort of part of the mm-hmm. Star Wars Adventures line, which again is aimed at a slightly younger readership, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the description is join a ragtag band of rebels in this weekly five issue miniseries filled with eerie adventures from across the Star Wars saga told in the shadow of Vader's castle. These spooky stories feature Hera, Kanan, and Chopper, Han Solo and Chewbacca, the Ewoks, and of course, Darth Vader himself. Beware the tales from Vader's castle. Now, (laughs) Ewoks and Vader's castle are not two things I would have put together. Yeah, me either. (laughs) I'm always like happy to like see an Ewok, but it's just like not what I expected. Um, But I love that uh, it's like uh, Hera, Kanan, and Chopper... Um, I just like that. I, I'm I'm kind of interested to see because it says like these spooky stories feature and then they'll have each kind of grouping, but they're separated by a semicolon as well. So 
from I can't tell if it's like gonna be each comic will be like a specific spooky story that's not necessarily like in the sense of like Hera Kanan Chopper will meet Han Solo and Chewbacca and the Ewoks together or if it's gonna be like I think it'll be three like separate stories where it's like they're all kind of connected through the idea that they're all happening at Vader's castle, but yes. it'll be different missions and different stories, kind of yeah. like anthology. That's what I'm thinking it's going to be. I, yeah, well, they have they have little thumbnails of each of the covers. Yeah, and you do see it's kind of, it kind of breaks down exactly like yeah. that. But I'm, cu- I'm really curious about separate. this this line. It comes yeah. out in, in October of this year, so it's not too far off. It's written by Kevin 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 Scott. Yeah, creepy Kevin Scott. I like that it starts creepy Kevin Scott. I think that's really funny. Well, this is all leading um, towards Halloween, right? So there's no. Yeah, it is. Like it's basically kind of like a mini series to kind of get you into that spooky Halloween ghost story kind of like this is, vibe. This is Star Wars meets Scooby Doo. I think. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is really fun. I've been watching um, Supernatural. I've never seen it. And I started binging it on oh, Netflix. Man. And they actually recently, apparently, I know this season, this past season, they did like a Scooby-Doo, um, a Scooby-Doo episode kind of where like the, the main characters of Supernatural like end up being part of a Scooby-Doo like actual animation. And they kind of have this episode where they go off with the Scooby gang and do some sort of mission or whatever. And um, so I've, I've kind of been like really into like the whole Scooby-Doo thing. So I feel like it should be fun. Like it's always fun to have yeah, something this, it's that's gonna be really cool. I'm, I That's timely. I think with this one, I'm going to wait for the trade and probably pick that up. It'll probably be spring yeah, of 2019. I'll so I'll miss the whole Halloween of it yeah. all, but that's okay. I'll, I'll have fun with that anyway. And then we have these this line coming called Age of what's this called? This is the Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, and Age of Resistance. It's sort of this um, right. Mm-hmm. What do they call a thirty issue maxi series? I can't understand the verbiage here. A thirty issue maxi series, and then later on, they they said it's it's going to be four months, eight issues, and each month is going to have a hero story and a villain story. So I can't work out the math. Like why did they say thirty issue maxi series? I don't know, but. Obviously, they're they're giving us a couple of stories set in each of the Star Wars eras that we know. Right. And I, I'm down. Like they keep yeah. doing things at these giant conventions, like like Celebration and SDCC and New York. And I, I just want whatever they're doing. I want to get into it. It looks super yeah. interesting. I mean, it sounds really interesting. I have no idea how that's going to work either. Like the in terms of the comic um breakdown like the 30 issues so i feel like it's like so is it like 10 issues per per age i don't know i don't know <laughs> is that that what it means i don't understand like maxi hmm. and then it's well then the uh jody hauser who writes age of republic it's go- she says it's going to be four months eight issues and each month is going to have a hero story and a villain story yeah because it seems like it's starting with Quite oh, I get it. I... And then it's starting with Darth Maul. So, like, in December, they're going to have, um, like, Age of Republic, and they'll have Qui-Gon and then Darth Maul. So I think they'll do those first, and then it will go into Age of the Rebellion, and then they'll probably have another, maybe it's, like, Obi-Wan and... So this will be a line that else? I probably will not collect or read. Yeah. It's it's that's, that's too much. Like, every week that's there's going to be... 
wow, every week there's gonna be a couple of these going on. That's I feel like they'll oof. I feel like I'll probably read it when it comes out in trade. Because I saw it on Comixology. I've actually seen this cover on Comixology and um there was like a trade on it as well. So it, I think they're gonna do like I and even if they do trade, I'm interested to see if they'll end up doing like a trade paperback for Age of the Republic in general, like both which will have both the villain and the um hero of that block mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like or if it will be like age of republic qui-gon trade back and age of republic darth maul trade back i'm interested to see how they're gonna package that boy it's gonna be, be pricey if you're getting into those single issues oh, and yeah. you're gonna read them all holy cow it's gonna be super wallets. pricey yeah. Um, all right. So let's um, let's park that news for now. Is, is there anything else that really caught your eye? Um. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they announced. So. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised that they're doing um, the solo film novelization and comic so late in 2008. Like it's happening October 2018 and September 2018, which is so far behind. I wonder if, if the you know the change in in director and all that stuff. I wonder if that just mm-hmm. completely scrapped what the previous. Well, obviously that might have ended up lot. being what happened because that's probably what influenced it. Because it takes so much longer to get through the publication process than it does to probably kind of switch the film in terms of that. So yeah, that might have actually been why. That makes sense. I'm really excited for. Um, the uh women of the galaxy book oh yes yes um star wars women's women of the galaxy by chronicle books it's coming out on october 30th um and it sounds incredible it sounds really cool um it's all women of the galaxy so it's heroes villains sith jedi senators scoundrels mothers mercenaries artists pilots i think it's really cool it's illustrated fully, and um, there are profiles of each character from films, fiction, comics, animation, and games. So it's kind of encompassing not just the films, but also everything else that we kind of love about the universe. And I think it's really cool. Um, well, the cover shot of Ray is just gorgeous. Beautiful. Holy like, and it's moly. more than a hundred all new illustrations by female and non-binary comic artists which I think is such a cool way to to do this book is like kind of discussing the women of the galaxy through female artists and non-binary artists which I think is really cool to have that different vibe and I really am excited about the foreword which is written by Kathleen Kennedy um, it might it might be weird for other people who don't like her, but I really think that she's got such an interesting brain and how she's kind of brought this really amazing age of Disney of Star oh, Wars. God. This is, I just realized what a trigger book this will be for all the people who just oh have been God. like losing their minds. Totally. Oh, so you, such you, a trigger book. you give like... this book and a fanboy <laughs> tears mug to some of these like man children out there and they are going to lose their minds they would lose their crap like they're gonna lose their s-h-i-t so bad yeah because it's but the art is just incredible it's beautiful and um that that cover is just oh that that cover is a die for us i I, I want to get just that print just that 
Oh, I want it. I want this print. Like, I really hope that um, at Star Wars, like, uh, the next, it's coming out in October of this year. So, I don't know. I'm excited. I hope they'd make little posters and we can get people to sign them. Absolutely. It's beautiful. I know this is going to be face out. On, it, this is going to be a face out book on my bookshelf. Like, it's going to be not the spine. It will be the front cover <laughs> that will be showing. so everywhere it's beautiful i i can't it's no, so i'm glad cool. you brought up that book to kind of let, let's yeah. leave it on that then because that's that's yeah. a nice place to end that discussion and of course i will mm -hmm. i will support amy ratcliffe whenever i can so yeah. I, we will be getting that book in the in this house as as well but let's so. uh, let's talk about uh, some of the things we are currently reading like i know that this has been july was an unbelievable month for me personally reading star wars stuff like everything i read and i, I read a lot of stuff like i just got through the uh, Thrawn Alliance's audiobook, and I'm mm. reading the I'm reading Rebel Rising, and I oh, read a bunch of comics: Star Wars Fifty One, Star Wars Annual Four, Darth Vader Eighteen, Darth Vader Annual Two, and everything. Every single thing I've read or listened to this month was really, really good. Star Wars, <laughs> so good, and probably I think uh, we've been at this now for what three years, four years. New Star Wars mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, every like this is I think been the best, the single best month I think personally for me in, in Star it's Wars. It's been reading. so great. Yeah, I'm like a little behind, but I did purchase a lot of Star Wars related books and comics this month, and I'm really excited for for finishing my actual like work reading to actually read Star Wars stuff. It's gonna be so fun. I'm really excited. I'm also. Um, reading the Poe Dameron comic. I'm a little behind on it right now, but I really like that too. I'm just really into like all of the stuff that's coming out. It's so good. Like, I'm not even reading I, the Poe Dameron. Like Charles Soule is my boy, and I'm I haven't read any of that. I've read the first three, five issues, and I just decided at that point I was like, I I can't keep up with it all, so I never got back into it. But it's hard. But I mean, Poe is like I the the one like I ship storm pilot like that was always my ship is finn and poe like i can't i know nobody agrees with me or wants to but i'm just like <laughs> obsessed with them like i think that it's so cool like there is this uh gif that i found that was um it was like a super cut of like there's this scene of um han and leia and on i think it's on the falcon and um there's this random like person that like cuts through them while they're talking and they have like a the exact same similar scene in uh oh, yeah 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 which Empire. is like and it's poe and uh finn talking and they have someone walking through them and it's literally like the shot is the exact same composition so people are like oh my god it's them their end game and i was like oh my heart um <laughs> I don't know. I think it's really cool. Like, I feel like the fanboys would die, though, if oh. there was, like, a gay relationship on, like, the main, you know, oh, my Skywalker saga. Oh. Like, people would be like, this is an outrage. But to me, I'm like, dude, like, why can't you have a gay relationship? That would be awesome. And they're both cool and, like, gorgeous. And, oh, I can't. My heart is just, like, beating well, just, so, hard. so sometimes i think that lucasfilm floats out these test balloons to see yeah. what fandom would how how it would react and i don't think in this day and age we really need to prognosticate that hard like we know that yeah a whole exactly. swath of really really close-minded people would just lose their minds oh yeah they're they i mean they're losing their minds over like 
Asian American characters, like obviously, and oh, just geez. women being a part of the galaxy. Because apparently, like you know, the world should be just full of men, and like apparently, men can just like come Only out of men. nowhere, and they don't need a mother to like gestate them in their <laughs> uterus to like birth them. Like Star Wars men seriously. just hatch. They just hatch in a test tube, and like they don't need women. No, like women, if women are gonna be in Star Wars, it needs to be in a gold bikini or having their white spacesuit ripped. That's it. Exactly. That's it. That's, that's the only way. No, I'm just, I'm just... Like what? It's just so ridiculous. Like, like and if, it, if, it's, the and if they're not gonna like... be scantily clad, they have to be shooting something. That's oh, that's exactly. it. They can't talk. No, they right? can't talk. It would just. Oh, why would you even give them a mouth? Like, come on. <laughs> You know, Where's the duct tape in this galaxy? Hasn't hasn't the um the speed the race evolved over time so that women understand their place and like they kind of get rid of the organs that they don't need like and you know how we don't need our appendixes anymore apparently women don't need mouths to express well, their opinion. I, I feel like somebody should tell someone in Star Wars the old Charles Barkley women joke you know <laughs> so true you know that that that'll set things right God um, it's but how did we get here. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Storm Pilot. That was me. <laughs> yes, that was you. That was me. nice. Job. Everybody, that's at tediously underscore brief on Twitter. Yeah, it's me. It's, <laughs> but the thing is, it's like if you can ship like Kylo Ren and Ray, like how could I like not ship like two people that I like characters it's of? Totally, I mean, it's fine. It's so much less to me. I feel like it's so much less controversial than like a Raylo situation. Oh, but yeah, I you know what? I agree with I that completely. Not toxic. So. But well, people would make it controversial, right? Just by virtue oh, of it being everyone being a gay wants to couple. make everything controversial. Yeah, like oh my well, god. Like, like I was just saying with, with the test balloon thing, right? Like whenever we go into these these gender or identity politics or gender politics in Star Wars, people kind of say, "Oh, real? Why do we have to have that?" Fine, that's a different conversation. But I think yeah. when they do things <laughs> like when uh, who was when John They're John like, Kasdan your... comes out right and says that uh, Lando's actually pansexual. Oh yeah, I think that's exactly. a bit of a like test that's... balloon because it's not actually in any of the text. That's no, not, it's not. It's really not. But it make like when you say that though, I'm just like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense because it's Lando. Like it's Lando, he would. It makes sense. He, like... would try, he would try to get it, get on, get it on with anything with a heartbeat. Anything like that's why there's that whole thing with like L three and <clears throat> and him and yeah, people are just being like, well, they really love each other. I'm just like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but like apparently that's more believable than two men. So all right, all right, that's all right cool. Uh, <laughs> Let's leave that. <laughs> But whatever. Same with Holdo, right? Yeah. They they but, hinted I mean, I at think, her being yeah. um, exactly. What's the word? How did they describe her? I, I don't now. even remember. But it was ridiculous. But like when you when the title is Star Wars and people are like, keep your politics out of Star Wars. It's like, dude, the the movie is called Star Wars. Like war is always political. Like, hello. And, and Civil uh, War is in the first paragraph of the yeah, first movie like, ever released. How is that not political? Like the whole and the like all the movies is just like there. there's politics involved. Like obviously when one side wants to take over, you know, the society and become an empire, like it's, you know, all yeah. of the imagery, World War One, World War Two, Hitler. Like, how do you not see this? Like, are people just that ignorant? Like, I don't understand. But hey, yeah, well, you know, that's another story for another for another ranty is. podcast. Let, let's steer it back. <laughs> onto onto comic books but uh, yes, what what but, have you read this month what what can we talk about right now i read um 
Darth Vader 18. Oh. So good. <gasps> Amazing. Michelle, like I this. think this that comic book. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm broken record on this podcast, but month after month, this book, this title, Charles Soul, is just, just killing it. Brilliant. He's killing it. He's killing it with this series. Like, if you have not read it, go read it now because it's brilliant. Like, I just, the art alone is gorgeous. And I just love, like, the stories that we're getting are just so compelling and interesting and not at all what I, I was just, it's great. I love being able to see this kind of different side of Vader. Um, and it's really well, cool. You know, before we were talking about, uh, the Star Wars Adventures, Vader's Castle Tales. Mm, yes. This, this is on the other end of the spectrum. This is Star Wars yeah. meets Predator. This exactly yes. So yeah. cool, and, and almost very literally too, because it's it's an issue. I mean, you you look at the cover and you're immediately going, "What is happening here?" It looks like, it looks like Tarkin is hunting Vader. No, right. And that's exactly it's what's like, going on in the book. It's exactly what's happening, and and when you find out why. It's like, oh, this is so interesting. Because, like, well, it, Vader's bored, right? Hunting. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he's killed off all the Jedi. He's bored. And he's he wants bored, to know that like, he can still. Hunt me. <laughs> yeah, you come after try me. Try to kill me. And if you can try to kill me, then we'll do this. It's just, it's like he just wants to see if he still has it, even after all the things they were, he was hunting are gone. It's just, it's so interesting. And the group of, people that Tarkin assembles to kind of create this crew that's going after Vader is just really interesting. Like I loved that. Um, I forgot what they're called. The um, bat people. Uh, it was like Cha something. Chan Chandra. Chandra. That's something it. Like, that. like the, um, it was, a, it was like a grandfather and grandson. right? Yeah. It was like a grandfather, grandson situation. And Ch um, Chandra Fenn. Yes. Chandra Fenn. And uh, it was just really interesting. Like, they can hear where he is because of his breathing, and then he turned it off. It just, it's so interesting. Like, that, I, it's just really cool. I never kind of expected that. And well, it was the imagery really painted too, right? Like, it's, oh, they're, yeah. they're walking through this, uh, there's a group of eight of them, and they're walking through this canyon of crystals. And so these, yeah. these Ch Chandra fans, listening for the sound of vader's breathing but because just, they're in these it, crystals it's the yeah, sound is coming from everywhere. everywhere yeah it's kind of like that um the funhouse mirrors and horror movies yes when like they're at a carnival and then it always ends up that someone ends up in the funhouse and then this killer is stalking them and they don't know where they are because there's so many mirrors and they're you don't know where the real bad guy is standing it's just yes. so interesting i love that kind of iconic horror imagery that's kind of in this in a different way but they're turning it to make it star wars which i thought was so intriguing and it's just exactly what you said it's like the predator it's the horror it's it's like this really cool kind of sci-fi idea which i thought was really interesting um it was, it was so cool and they, to see vader in that cloak mm -hmm. it's a uh it's just so cool it's the um a valeth it, Yes, he like uh, he they didn't know they killed a they it's they're even hard to kill like it's really impossible because um, the skin allows it to blend into the background. So it's kind of like a chameleon type suit and he killed one and 
skinned it to kind of be able to wear this cloak. And it's so interesting. And they and then they talk about how he did it without his lightsaber because at that point they had unha- they had um they taken his lightsaber him. away from him because they realized that that's what gave him this advantage. And so even cool. without it, he was able to kill this being that is hard to kill. Yeah, and so they're on this planet cloak. called uh, Chan- Chandar's Folly, and the apex mm-hmm. predator on that planet is is this creature called a Valith. And its yeah. skin has these cloaking capabilities or camouflage capabilities yeah, that it blends kind of in like with the environment. Like, exactly. like a chameleon, like the predator, which is exactly what, what i thought of immediately when i started seeing this like I'm, I'm reading predator meets star wars this is so cool it's so cool like it's just it's so and it's cinematic like when they had that one shot with um the one not shot the one um the little image of the sun setting with the um trees and everything in the background i just thought it was really cool because the the one under that is um it's just this like long picture image of Vader, like kind of with this red smoke and his lightsaber. It's just really beautiful. Like, well, I'm it's very, so you know, that, that picture you're talking about with the sunset and the trees, mm-hmm. it looks very, very Savannah esque. Yeah. Like something out like, of an African of my... safari hunt. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of reminds me of the opening shot of A New Hope. Not the opening, but that opening scene with um, C3PO and r2 and then the sunset it's just so beautiful and it's just that kind of like imagery that we get the long shot which is kind of very similar to that like vibe which i really loved i just felt really kind of i don't know it was just so cool yeah absolutely and it's it's like you said this feels cinematic and that's been one of the hallmarks of this title the whole thing just issue after issue you feel like you're in an episode of whether it's you know revenge of the sith or or the clone wars Cameron coley's his, his work is just great and the coloring is amazing too it's so vibrant the coloring it's just gorgeous and i love just how beautiful it is and i really love that they picked a crystal cave because that's I I, pay, I wrote a crystal, I have a crystal cave in my novel and it's just really cool when i was researching um real crystal caves and it's so cool to kind of see that in this world too especially because we've seen like crystal critters and all of that in the recent uh movie in uh, yes exactly um and i just thought it was really cool because there is that kind of i crystal imagery already canon like now so to be able to see that separately as well in terms of like i don't know in a very interesting way that kind of um makes the story really cool and it kind of showcases this amazing um strategy strategic brain that vader has that he's so able to kind of adapt as a strategist like this story it's a vader story but you it's not kind of from the vader point of view in that like we're not seeing Vader as the main kind of eyes that we're going through. And he's, we're seeing him through Tarkin's eyes, but he's just so much you can, but you can tell so much about Vader from how he's adjusting his kind of, um, his, his plan of attack kind of tactics. Exactly. Um, by also Tarkin learning more about, 
Vader as well. And as Va- as Tarkin is adjusting his strategy, Vader is also adjusting his strategy at the same time. And it's just it's just this master kind of like cat and mouse, like Tom and Jerry. Spy like, versus it's spy, that, all that stuff. Yeah, spy versus spy. It's like all the best kind of, I don't know, like a like villain, villain kind of. It's so cool. It's like, so cool. And th- it's just well, really this... interesting. And it, and it adds an entirely new level to the Vader-Tarkin relationship, right? Exactly. And, and it's made all the deeper still if you read the Tarkin novel because there's there's a yeah. few references to stuff in there. It's like, wow, man, like this is really one of the single best, most fulfilling single issues in the entire it's series. So and fulfilling. that's saying a lot because there have been some gems. Yeah, and the artwork has been really great. And it's just really cool to see like that each issue is just kind of even more impressive than the last. And you're just like, how are they going to top this one? But every time they, they're they able to. And it's just, I this is probably one of my favorite comics that I've read in like recent times, probably. it's And you know what's coming next, so, right? Oh, yeah. Fortress Vader oh, is yeah. next. Fortress Vader I'm is next. I'm obsessed with this. I cannot wait I'm, for this so excited i'm obsessed like i love any i'm just like really excited about all of this vader stuff like it's just really cool to get to see like vader kind of in between of like what we're what we've kind of ingested in terms of the films and stuff and it's really really great i've loved reading this and i'm so excited for the next fortress vader stuff Five issues of glory coming up, like right through 20, 2018, We're gonna be so happy with this title. Yeah, we're just we're just being like we're just we're so lucky. We're They're so like lucky. giving what a time us this amazing alive. gift. Like it's just man, like and this is all under the whole Disney idea. So it's just really I I don't understand how people can say Disney is a, is doing us wrong because I mean this the stuff that they're giving to people to kind of create and expand the universe has been so fantastic with this comic and the books that are coming out. It's just so great. Like it's so different from that kind of idea of like um, not knowing whether or not we're going to get another movie or when it's going to come or whatever. But like, you know, I can't imagine how hard it was to like wait, you know, after episode six, um, came out and like just that time period where we didn't have this much content like to keep us no. happy while we're Go waiting ahead. like it's just we're so lucky like if we didn't if we just wanted to consume star wars stuff for the rest of our lives like we would be very fulfilled because there's so much there's, out there for us to read. like you were saying think, before you like, had to like pick and choose which issues you were gonna read like yeah like, i can't so keep, i can't keep up <laughs> i just can't do it yeah, and it's hard fast I mean, forward I'm a couple years from now when we have, you know, we have Ryan Johnson's new trilogy coming, and the Game of Thrones guys will be ramping up, and Favreau, yep. Favreau stuff will be Favreau going, and series with, and all Resistance and Clone Wars. And, oh. Each of these things are going to spin off into their own comics and their own novels, and it's just this is about to like exponentially get bigger. Oh yeah, I'm I, so I don't understand. Um, but I, I also read Darth Vader Annual Two. Ooh yeah, I I think I bought it, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, I'll just go through a couple things here quickly and spoiler-free before we wrap up, but that was yeah. also really good and adds yet another layer to the Vader-Tarkin relationship. Like, I I didn't look at the contents of either issue before getting into it, but I read these back-to-back, and it was two issues of Vader and Tarkin at different points in the timeline, 
But Darth Vader Annual 2 it ties in with Attack of the Clones. Uh, there's some Clone Wars stuff there. And Rebels. Like, it all sort of bleeds together. And this is written by Chuck Wendig, so either you love him or yeah. you hate him. But a good, another really, really good issue. Yeah, man. Get into that. He if does you, know how to tell a story, man. He sure does. And if you can find, if you're buying it in print, look for the variant cover. Yes. Oh, it's nice. Oh, that variant cover is pretty. Like I, I got that. It. It's it's really nice. Yeah. Um, Star Wars issue fifty one. I know fifty two is out, but I'm behind on my or my provider is a little slow in getting them to me. Um, but that was excellent. It was absolutely pulse pounding, and with Vader having the rebels at his mercy, the new Mon Cala fleet just bent over a barrel. The Falcon arriving in time to hopefully <laughs> save the day. And a great cliffhanger, which you can see sort of as the uh, the thumbnail for issue fifty two. It's Vader in a dog, yeah. fight. Vader and the Falcon in a dogfight, which it looked gorgeous. Oh. And that talk about cinematic looking comics. Issue fifty one was was grand, and it has yeah. it's, it's full of star destroyers and super star destroyers and big Mon Cala ships. It's fantastic. And of course, then uh, Star Wars Annual four. We got a nice little nod to Darth Atreus and his double, his, his, a pair of Darth Atreus's cross-guarded ancient lightsabers that were both destroyed over the course of the issue. But it also sh showed us some of Vader's pettiness, and I won't spoil what that's all about. But uh, if you get a chance, pick that up. There's a cool little nod in there going back to uh, the Phantom Menace. Ooh, nice. It's kind of, it, it's, it's Vader's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll frame it this way it's darth vader's moment similar to george costanza and the frogger game oh my god amazing <laughs> <laughs> so it's such a good sell out. like it's so good so check that I out and uh that that's that's been my month michelle that's um july 2018 in star wars for me and what a fantastic month it was i can't i can't wait to look forward okay and you already next. read the thrawn alliances book yeah, I would. I could have spoken about that today, but we'll talk about that a little more in depth next. next month. <laughs> I still need to read it. I will definitely have read it by next month because that's my next book that I'm planning to read. So I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah, I'm cool. a little nervous too, but it's good. It should be good. It's really good. It's you know, I I did not care for Thrawn before mm -hmm. this book, and I I can't say I, I that I love Thrawn now, but this book held my interest and. Uh, Timothy Son did an amazing job. I didn't read the first one. I hear this mm -hmm. one, Alliances, is far, far superior. And uh, I, this is challenging to be in my top three of the new canon books. It's it's oh, wow. really, really good. Ooh, Very happy that makes that. me excited then. There, there's, <gasps> I, something I can't wait to talk about is that they might have put in the biggest piece of galaxy building. Oh, boy. Definitely in, oh, in print. I'm excited. But this it could be something really big going forward. I I'm a sucker for a good world building episode. So like I'm I'm down for this book for well, galaxy building. Yeah. It's it's all Hell about yeah. the unknown regions. And it's something that's Ooh. been hinted about and, and pointed at very specifically in, in what aftermath and Snoke is from that out that way. We go back there in this book, so so they keep alluding to it they keep referencing it they keep pulling characters out of that zone of the star wars galaxy right something's there 
At some point, we're going to spend an awful lot of time there. Maybe it's Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Maybe that's where we're going. I don't that know. That would be cool. I'd be super interested to see that. I mean, it's, it's this whole unexplored piece of space where the usual players and rules don't apply. So if, you, if you're looking for a blank slate, there it is. And, and they'll, they'll overlap those two worlds at some point, and they already have. But we'll talk about Thrawn Alliances next month, and hopefully we'll have Elaine around to help us with that. But uh, for now, let's Michelle, it's time to wrap it up. So where can people find you on Twitter? You can, you can find me on Twitter at tediously underscore brief. And um, I'll probably be talking about books and comics and stuff. And I always um, post photos of all of my books and nerdy things and my reviews on my bookstagram, which is at Traveling Book Nerds. And you were also oh, recently on Unmistakably Star Wars. You recorded a while ago. Yes, but uh, you, I did. That episode dropped this week. So you can check that out yes, as well. Yes, that episode dropped yesterday. The Galactic Voices, um, which is really cool. It's a interesting kind of posit on diversity in Star Wars and representation. And um, it was really fun to be a part of. Yeah, and you got your bucket list item to talk to Eve off the list. Yes. Good for you. <laughs> How did I get Everyone to that before was- you? People were asking us to do it. Um, so, yeah, it was really fun. I'm excited. I hope we can do some more stuff together. I love Eve. She's so great. Eve is wonderful. And I am at Tumbling Saber on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Come check out our closed book. Our closed book. Our closed, <laughs> our closed group. group. Uh, we have a lot on of fun Facebook. in there, day in, day out. So come check it out. And if you want to hear this podcast... Good- so go ahead. If you want Michelle. a good piece for positive, positive fandom is really great as our Facebook group. It's 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 a lot of fun in there. Nobody's there's no vultures circling no. corporate. We're not picking the uh, we we tease each other, but we don't. We have respectful you know, discourse. There, yeah, there's there's definitely that, but we're not we're not in there like. <laughs> no, just, it's just fun yeah, stuff. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's a good little group. Yeah. We're lucky to have it, and uh, we'd love for you to be a part of it. So come check it out. Search Tumbling Saber on Facebook and uh, join the closed group. We'll let you right on in. And uh, that's it. So if you want to hear this podcast when it actually drops instead of a week or two later, uh, then check out our Patreon page at tumblings or patreon.com slash tumbling saber. And you can become a powerful friend for just a couple bucks a month. And you'll get uh, the exclusive Sith Disturbers podcast as well as, uh, boy, three other podcasts, mm-hmm. early and access. And you can also get entered into our monthly raffles absolutely so go do that if you have some uh, loose change in your couch you want to throw our way that would be awesome and uh, that's it for this month episode 138 is right around the corner that'll give you a frame of reference as to when this episode actually drops for powerful friends <laughs> versus when you get it uh, on, on the public main feed so mm-hmm. go check it out anyway thanks for listening everybody and we'll check out everyone again on episode 138 of the tumbling saber podcast have a great weekend and bye for now you've been listening to journals of the willing from the tumbling saber team a member of the star wars commonwealth podcast network learn more about the network and its members at starwarscommonwealth.com